Hello and welcome to the Persephone program. I think this is number 12, an even dozen. It might be 13, but either way, um, this is a new podcast um, where I talk about everything from astrology to metaphysics and my own spiritual growth and path of awareness. And today I want to talk a little bit more, again, about crisis. As you may know, I named my business and my practice and this podcast, The Persephone Program, because it was in the idea that the sort of like conceptual idea of the descent into the underworld, that there can be some tremendous growth and boon, some riches, some, some regal reward from going through things. And today I want to talk a little bit more about crisis. I want to talk about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn right now, also in aspect to the south node of the moon. So that is, we have eclipses in the Cancer-Capricorn polarity. I've been talking about this for a while. Um, But lately, And since our last eclipse season, and remember, we've got more eclipses coming up, um, not till the December, January time period, but it's important also in January that you understand too that the Pluto-Saturn conjunction will be exact and there'll be a kind of a, um, like a, a coming together of this energy that's been dancing around in our consciousness for a long time. And many of you are suffering because of it. And it's not, okay, so the word because is probably not a good choice here. Um, How I see astrology is a cosmic reflection or a map of so much of what we are going through in a kind of almost effortless way. And, or we are experiencing um, unconsciously or instinctively. So that, there is to a certain extent like no division. It is just simply a way for us to sort of map what um, is kind of out there and we're each experiencing it, like I said, differently. But what I want to share with everyone, what I feel so compelled to share with everyone is how I have endured and what I have personally learned because that's all we can do, right? Um, Everyone's going through their own experience, right? We do have... We're connected. We, I think, are plugged into the collective consciousness, the matrix, if you will. There are certain things that we are sharing in our experience of reality, but yet we each have our own separate path to navigate. We each have our own individual experience of this energy. And I think that, uh, To that end, we each have to go through our own lessons on our own, but we can still learn and share from each other, which is the whole point of me doing this, you know? Um, And, you know, as someone who has kind of dedicated themselves to helping other people, I am hearing a lot of stories of suffering and undergoing, and I want to share my own experience of it, what I have personally learned. Take it, leave it, enjoy it, hate it. It doesn't matter, but I want to share it with you because I feel very strongly that um, 
that as we heal each other and as we heal ourselves, we heal a part of the body of the world of consciousness. And that we can continue, if we do continue to share and, and, and hold each other up, that that is somehow in keeping with holding up the balance of the world. That's just my little personal philosophy. So Saturn-Pluto, I've mentioned before, the fucking Terminator planets, intense, okay? They are coming together and grinding their way through individuals' lives, through collective, you know, groups' lives. And, um, you know, I'm really seeing it. And today a good friend reached out who was in the throes of what I would call horror, the horror at her personal experience. And that is a really good uh, term to describe Pluto, um, you know, and Pluto transits. When they're impactful, um, they are horrible and horrifying. And, you know, a, a lot of astrologers have a very difficult time describing, you know, Pluto. It can be transformative. And it is, it is, it is, brothers and sisters, but it's also often horrifying and horrible, meaning that we have to confront horror, the idea of horror, what is horrible to us. And you know what? It is different for everyone, right? For some people, the idea that they've lost their home, you know, um, say, you know, you lose, you know, lose your home due to the inability to pay your mortgage, you know, um, that can truly be the most horrifying trauma in someone's life. And, you know, for another person, it can be entirely different. It can be a loss of a relationship or a loss of their own identity. So it really depends, okay? But the idea of confronting horror, it could be the idea that you've changed your career direction and you thought that you knew where you were going. And it is horrifying to know that for the first time in your life, you don't. So again, it is different for individuals, but... What I want to explain to you is that I have been through varying forms of horrifying crisis, okay? Big crisis, right? I've described some of them before in the past. And I've thought about like, do I really want to tell you guys the stories? Do I want to get into the horror story, the nitty gritty details, you know? Do you really want to hear about the rape? Do you really want to hear about all the details of the horrifying accident that changed my life forever? I don't know that you do. And I don't know that that they matter as much as my ability to show you how I navigated through the horror in my life. Um, because otherwise I don't want this to turn into a train wreck. You know, I don't want this to turn into, you know, a situation where, you know, people are like, wow, you know, this is so fucking horrible because, you know, getting lost in the details, we can all do that. Right. Um, suffice to say that we each have our own form of horror and you will confront that in your life. And what I have personally learned is that getting lost in it, okay, getting lost in the horrifying haunted house of your own consciousness uh, is a losing proposition, meaning that you can't get lost in your shadow work. You can't get lost in, in horror for too long. Um, it has its merit. It has its lessons, but it's also important to get your way out. Okay. So 
I recently, well, I am in the process of reading this book called You Are the Universe, written by Deepak Chopra, medical doctor and, you know, wellness guru, and Minas Kafatos, who has a PhD in physics. And the idea of this book is that it is telling, it is sort of describing from a scientific and perhaps like biological um, standpoint, um, the essential sort of, I think, spiritual truth of the universe, which is, you know, simply that you are the universe. So that can be a very, you know, freaky thing to say um, to people. But let me kind of illustrate it with some examples from the book. Okay, so let's talk about the process of actual sight. Okay, um, what is seeing one of our major, uh, you know, sensual sort of um, designators of reality, right? People are always like say, seeing is believing, okay? What is in front of you, okay? I just wanna give you some facts from this book that are pretty profound, which is that um, the photons, the, photo, the light photons are invisible, okay? They are not bright, even though you see sunlight is bright. The brain, the human brain has zero light inside of it, being a dark mass of oatmeal textured cells enveloped in a fluid, not very different from seawater. Because there's no light in the brain, there are no pictures or images either, no physical pictures or images. When you imagine the face of someone that you love, nowhere in the brain does that face exist, like a photograph. At present, no scientists can explain how invisible photons being converted to chemical reactions and faint electrical impulses in the brain creates the supposed reality that we all take for granted. Our actual brain scans pick up the electrical activity, which is why uh, an MRI contains patches of brightness and color. There's something going on in the brain, but the actual nature of sight is mysterious. One thing is known, however, the creation of sight is done by you. Without you, the entire world, the vast universe, cannot exist. Sir John Eccles, a neurologist and Nobel laureate, declared, I want you to realize that there exists no color in the natural world and no sound. Nothing of this kind. There are no textures, patterns, beauty, or scent. What he really means is that all the qualities of nature, okay, from the scent of a rose to the sting of a wasp and the taste of honey is produced by human beings. It is a remarkable statement. The most distant star, billions of light years away, has no reality without you. Because everything that makes a star real to us, heat, light, and mass, as well as position in space and the velocity that carries it away at enormous speed, requires a human observer with a human nervous system. Essentially, if no one existed to experience light, heat, mass, and so on, nothing could be real as we know it. That's why the secret relationship is the most important one you have or will ever have, which is this. You are the creator of reality, and yet you have no idea how you do it. The process is effortless. When you see, light gains its brightness. When you listen, air vibrations turn into audible sound. The activity of the world around you and all its richness depends on how you relate to it. 
Okay, so that's end quote from the book. But how this ties into experiencing suffering and horror and all of the things that our little monkey minds and our brains and our sights and our smells and all these things tell us that life sucks, life is horrible, uh, we feel it, we see it, we experience it because we believe it, okay? And what I am telling you is that I experienced all of those things. I opened my eyes uh, in the morning and I said, my life sucks, everything is fucked, my life is ruined, how could I ever smile again? How could I be happy again? And for a long time I wanted to jump off a cliff. I wanted to kill myself every day, okay? It's, I'm not saying this lightly, but I'm saying it with a certain um, cavalier sort of perspective because I believed based on my belief systems at the time that my life was over because I thought that my life needed to be a certain way and because it wasn't and I needed to have certain experiences or not have certain experiences and because it wasn't I therefore decided life was not worth living and I hear many of you say this okay you don't like to be in pain you don't like your situation um, and for some of you that reality is absolutely and 100% valid okay I'm not saying for some of you for all of you if you say you are miserable you are but I am saying to you that you can change that you can change the way that you see things the way you experience them and you can believe them and then over time there is an aspect of this change that can actually alter your reality and alter your life both internally and externally because from what and I don't know how it all works y'all but from what I understand there isn't a humongous difference so Pluto and Saturn brings up symbolically the fact that you are suffering and in pain and you are experiencing something okay my friend that is experiencing this horrifying experience that all she can do is just almost her entire you know and this is a very verbal woman her entire uh, ability to express herself is an emotional moan of existential uh, the, the deepest sense of hopelessness you know um, a yawning emotional and mental sort of regurgitation of what it means to be lost in horror and she's using her considerable and formidable powers of the mind and her imagination to go off in every direction possible as to what the possibilities could potentially be and you know me saying to her stop focus your energy on what you want to be true not what you are experiencing at this moment and she said I can't I can't do affirmations I cannot be positive I need to experience my darkness and I said I understand that but I want to tell you that from my experience don't stay there too long okay um, many of you out there I, you know, are focusing on shadow work right now. And, and I think that it's, it's really important. And um, I want to mention that 
a deity that I feel very, very, very close to, not just Persephone herself, but is, is Hecate, you know, the goddess of the darkness and the witches, uh, the goddess who, you know, her, her two symbols are the torch and the key, right? And so unlocking the key to your own pain and darkness and shadow work means also shining a light on it, you know? And that idea that, um, you know, that we need to look at or shine the light of our own awareness on our fear. But do not stay there. Understand that we are, you know, luminous, numinous, vibrating energy. That is what we are. So vibrating in the higher sense of, you know, the potential, the, the positivity, that there's a, there's a refinement to that, whether it's mental energy, uh, emotional energy, there is a refined energy to thoughts of positivity and moving out of shadow, experiencing it, integrating it. Those things will help you when you are forced to confront your shadow, whatever that is. And right now, many of us are. There is a grinding intensity and uh, it's very compelling. So I can only share with you it's worked for me, but I've had so many different things happen. Um, I'm going to start with the experience that I had um, of a nervous breakdown, you know, after uh, it was actually like a couple years after I was raped. And I've mentioned that before, so I won't get into the details, but it was a really horrible rape. Okay. You know, it wasn't a date rape, um, involved multiple people and involved a lot of, of, of intensity. Um, and involved me being held against my will, you know, I mean, it was a very, very terrible situation and I really didn't have the tools to process it. And uh, I unconsciously sort of like rebelled. I ended up leaving my home. I was very angry with my mother for not protecting me or, you know, sending the law or whatever to protect me. So I basically essentially kind of ran away. Um, I mean, I told her that if she didn't leave, let me go, that I would sue her for emancipation. <laughs> but anyway, I left my home at a very young age. I was 16 and I lived on my own. And that combined with the pressure that I had been through of just sort of like pushing away trauma into like a little compartment inside of me caused me to have a nervous breakdown. And then I, that's all I can call it because I don't really know any other way of expressing it, of, of exploring it. And I did not seek any kind of professional help again. Um, so how I experienced it was like, essentially I felt like my psyche cracked open and every negative thing crawled out of it. If that makes sense. It was kind of like, I guess you could call it like if you've ever had like a bad trip, you know, where every anxiety, every negative feeling, every potential negative thought form, all just kind of like cracked me open. And I don't even know how long it was, but I think it probably was at least a couple months. I literally, all I could do is shiver. I mean, just even talking about it, and this was, fuck, this was like, you know, almost 40 years ago, um, 30 something years ago. So, time became slowed down. It became, everything was so slow 
that it, it seemed like one moment lasted forever. And I was just in this place of just sheer fear, horror, and negativity. And, um, and I, and my body, my nervous system was just like shaking, shaking, shaking. Now, what's interesting about that is that my mother didn't take me to a doctor. I didn't get medication. You know what she told me to do? Fight back. She insisted that I chant. And God, that used to irritate me so much. And, but I did. I chanted everything she gave me. Um, I laid in my room and I shaked and I shivered and I chanted until I got better. And it was several months till I did. But what was interesting about it was that I used these types of techniques for years later because I suffered from PTSD. So it's like, okay, I got up out of that. And then I had PTSD kind of over, which is, if you don't know what that means, post-traumatic stress disorder. It was like I had PTSD, not just on the event, but also on my anxiety, on, on the nervous breakdown. So for years I was scared that I would fall into that again, you know? So I used these, I used affirmations. I used chants. And later my mother told me that she did that because it worked for her, because she had also had an experience similar to that. And um, I would say to you that during this time, and if you have Saturn and Pluto on your sun, if you are a Capricorn, if you have a Capricorn rising, a Capricorn midheaven, like my friend who is going through this, if you have a moon in Cancer or a sun in Cancer, or you have um, you know, planets in the cardinal signs of Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, you're being or have been affected by this energy. So it's touching you, okay? So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling like you're navigating your way through your own perception of horror, fight back. And how you can do it is with your conscious mind. And why does it work? Because it does. And because I believe personally, and I mean, you know, belief is a funny thing, right? Because it's made up of ideas or thought forms that resonated with you and that you accepted, okay, in some way, whether instinctually or consciously. And I accept this as my own personal truth, which is that I believe that we are energy beings that are creating our reality. I don't know exactly how that is happening, but much of science is explaining some of the mechanics of it. And yet like sight, like what is our reality, you know? What I do know is that much of what we can create, we create in the mind. So work on your conscious thought. Sometimes when you have nothing left, okay, get on your knees and chant. Chant, I am healed and healthy. Chant, I am safe and well. Chant, I am opening to receive miracles. Chant, a mom, Ramazmi, I am the universe. Chat, chant, whatever works for you. Make it up, but do fight back. Do not allow the forces of horror to carry you because you actually have some, some, and again, this is my personal, you know, my experience. You have some power here. Pull out, do it yourself. And when you see that sometimes it is like the little engine that could where you say, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, until you can, you look up and you realize, shit, 
I did this. I helped pull myself out. And you see the power that you have. We are not victims of our astrology, and yet it informs us, yet it guides us, yet it shines a torch, a light, like Hecate's torch, torch through the darkness of our existence. So that's why I want you to know you are the universe, that you can survive what you think you can't, and don't depend on anyone but yourself to do it, okay? You can do it, you will do it if you want to do it, and there are so many tools to show you how and why, okay? If you want to pick up You Are the Universe, I highly recommend it. Um, discovering Your Cosmic Self and Why It Matters. And I'm really looking forward to finishing this book and sharing, um, you know, the kind of model of reality because you know, to me, astrology is also breadcrumbs, you know, tools, uh, again, a map of how to navigate our way through our own personal reality. It is our psycho-spiritual DNA, if you want to look at it like that. It allows you to pull out from the immediacy, okay, of your own subjective emotional reality and gain some distance and clarity and some some air, you know, it's a very airy uh, thing. And so all of you, all of you listening to this have the ability to do so regardless of your situation. Take heart and know that if you're hearing this, I hope and pray that it is an energetic transmission to provide you with strength, hope, optimism, and a potential construct to pull yourself out any immense suffering you are doing, okay, that compounds the already suffering of the human experience. Um, ugh, I have to just do one more quote from the book. Once you decide that you want to participate fully with your mind, body, and soul, the paradigm shift becomes personal. The reality you inhabit will be yours to either embrace or change. I send all of you so much love and so much strength. And thank you for allowing me to share just some of my small passage with you. And know that I love you and I am holding you up as well. <laughs>